0: Amigos and amigas, welcome back to another episode of A Toda Madre the podcast. It's your girl Sylvia Brands. And I'm going to be really honest. This is the second time I'm trying to record. Um it took me a second to get my sound together today and it also took me a second to get into my podcast like energy. I know that's going to sound kind of weird. You're going to be like, "Girl, like don't you just kind of have like notes and run with it?" Um I, full transparency also To be this type of podcaster has taken work. Like I want you to know that this is seasoned, experienced Sylvia podcaster because Homegirl has done it all. She has read off a prompt. She has had different types of outlines. She has just read a script before. All the things. And so I can honestly genuinely tell you that it's like oh Monday here goes my energy this is when my podcast goes up I do not edit my shows I literally record and throw it up so if I have to cough or, or, or you guys have heard it before like sometimes there's constriction or if I have to cough or like Drake is in the background doing something like these are just raw real but again this is my style and I'm not gonna lie to you this is the second time it took me to record because the audio was off, just like volume wise. And it took me a second to kind of get my energy going. I don't know why it just took me a second to get into this like recording energy, um, even though I had like a fantastic one-to-one session with my clients. So interesting. But with that being said... It's time to get into today's episode and it's interesting because I was going to share like the things that I'm into, but I'm just going to go ahead and share it during the podcast, like with the things I have to say, because it very much applies to what I'm trying to give you today. Okay. Um, I know that I'm always saying, "Ooh, today what we're going to dive into is really juicy but today is really juicy too, and I know I'm hella biased, and I'm not ashamed of that. So we got the juice, and we gonna serve the juice. And I really hope too that this is as applicable, and I really hope that this is a message that you need to hear. I feel like all of us realistically need to hear this, but I just I really hope that you're in a space to receive it. Um, if it triggers you. That's also really valid, but I hope that you take the trigger as uncomfortableness that you need in order to redirect some behaviors or redirect some tendencies or to redirect some funky coping mechanisms that you might have in place. So with that being said, let's let's get into it. Now, I don't know exactly yet what the title of this podcast is going to be, but this is the main basis. A lot of times you, if and when, yourself to death because you yourself move your finish line further and further away. And there's a couple of reasons why we do this, but I'm going to start first with the if and when. A lot of times our whole lives, we love to use the if and when formula to protect ourselves to kind of stay in a safe place um to lie to ourselves to make ourselves feel better in a sense and something we use to just try to convince ourselves with and the phrase is if and when so if this happens then i'll be happy When this happens, then I'll be happy. And I'm, I'm, don't worry, we're going to get into some, some examples, but that is a lot of times what we say to ourselves. If I had my shit together, I would be so successful. Or if I had more time, I'd be able to knock out all of this shit or If this and if that, blah, 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 right? Or when I have my shit together, then I'll be happy. When I have a romantic relationship, then I'll be happy. Right? Does that, and again, you can apply it to the if blank statement and the when blank statement that you always use or that you always tell yourself. No shame in your game at all. No shame in my game either. Like, and I just want you to be really honest about that. When have you used that phrase, if blank, then blank? When blank, then blank. And I'm going to give you some examples. If I lose the weight, then. I'll be happy or then I'll be able to wear that bathing suit and attract the men or blah, 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 blah. I know I'm going real crazy intense, but again, I'm just giving you that example and I'm giving you real last thoughts. So let's, let's be really honest and really transparent with ourselves as well. Another one we use is like, I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship. I'll be happy when blah, blah, blah. But what's crazy is that those ifs and whens could happen and then you don't give yourself credit for it. And again, because again, the ifs and whens, we use them as destination lines. We use them as finish lines. But then when we do get to that space, We just push the finish line further and further and further away because then we come up with new if and when statements. And again, it's because y'all know I love self-trust and confidence. And again, when you move the finish line away, you're continuing to build that distrust of, wow, you can't even keep your word to yourself because every time you do do something in the right direction, then you keep moving it away. You're not giving yourself the moment to celebrate yourself or that you're moving in that right direction. Or, and here's the other piece, or you're never stopping to identify the underlying issue. Because again, if and when statements always have an underlying issue And sometimes we do address it, but a lot of times we don't. And again, we continue to sit in that if and when statement. But then when you do address the issue and you are able to make something happen, you are able to make progress, you are able to build a little self-trust in that area, then you move the finish line away. So it's almost like we have these two areas in which way that we hurt ourselves. And I really want to give you this example. So I am very much a minimal makeup person. I don't wear a lot of makeup. One, because I'm going to be very honest, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I have learned what I know through like watching my mom or like my friends, but nobody has ever sat me down and was like, do this, right? A lot of times we're just kind of self-taught by things that are like modeled and mirrored to us, right? And don't get me wrong. We this we have this fantastic thing called TikTok now. And <laughs> when I tell you that I went on a spiral the other night, I went on a spiral, And I've been on this kick lately. Well, I've been on this kick for a while. I just hadn't acted on it that I wanted to do to learn how to do my makeup. I wanted to learn to do my makeup in a way that was like very sun-kissed, very dewy, very glowy, but very natural. I don't want a beat face every day, but I do want it to look like I have a look. Not just like, She put some CC cream on, threw on some blush and walked out the door, which, which does work for people. But I also want a little glam look for when I have a photo shoot for when I have a speaking engagement for, you know, just like any other little time where I know I want to look a little extra in a picture or extra in my reels or videos or my content. That I have that option, that I have that like learned thing that I can always like go to. And so, uh, right? So, okay. Then I'm like, ooh, I am going to learn how to do this. Right? I go on TikTok, go on a spiral. Um, think, do a lot of research on like all of the products I want and how it's not going to do a reaction to my face. And guys, I will be totally honest. I have very sensitive skin. Back in the day in high school, I was very acne prone. Um, but, and, and again, oof, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I, I have a purpose here. So anyways, go on TikTok, look at the products, look at the techniques that the people are doing on TikTok. And that's what I love. It's like a whole ass tutorial. It's like YouTube on fast. And so I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I love this. I love this, blah, 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 blah." whatever. And when I came home with my bag from Sephora, I remembered the girl who was in high school who was really miserable about her skin. And I remember freshman year, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, but I remember having really, really terrible acne already. And I wanted to cover it. I wanted to cover it so bad because again, like one, being a girl is so hard at that age. And two, I just felt so embarrassed about what my face looked like. And of course, it always happens that you have friends who like barely have any breakouts and then they like complain and you're like, dude, write me a fucking novel because we got real problems over here. And as I sat with my bag of products, I remember thinking to myself how I wanted a bottle of makeup to just. Fix the underlying issue. I wanted the foundation to cover absolutely everything and give me super flawless photogenic skin that would just be so beautiful. Right? But I wanted that fix and I wanted it fast because I knew how I wanted to feel. I knew how I wanted to look. But I wasn't willing yet to identify the underlying issue. I also wasn't ready to embrace the underlying issue that like, my girl, you was a teen and you had like hella hormones and yes, it was gonna be a frustrating moment in your life, but there's nothing you can really do to hormones, dog. And then also I saw the very drastic measures too, right? Where people were um and 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 I'm not gonna shine out nobody, but I went to a predominantly white high school and I I remember, and again, this is nothing bad to say, but I remember the white girls immediately jumping to Accutane. And if you don't know what Accutane is, it was like a very, very, very strong. It was like a very strong medicine that dermatologists were prescribing to kids a lot. And but oh, I remember also because one of my girls who had really bad acne, um, she did not But I remember her telling me like, yeah, your parent has to sign off on it because it's really strong. And sometimes some of the side effects can be. Um, that you could have suicidal thoughts. And I remember being so stunned when she said that, that I was like, holy shit. And you're like, mom said, cool, you can do that. And she was like, yeah, but like my mom also makes sure that like I'm going to therapy and like all of this stuff, right? Okay, brown girl who did not understand the life yet. And I was like, wow, okay. And so they were immediately jumping to like the harshest form of treatment. And if you've done Accutane. Like this is not a shame thing. This is just a like. Whoa. Like people did take make the decision. To make that big of a choice. But all, I remember also going to the dermatologist. And my dermatologist being like. Sorry sis. You're not at that level. To have to need Accutane to clear yours up. I hate to bring it to you. You're just going to have to wait this puppy out. you got some hormone things going on. Um. Oh, also a big one was beginning to prescribe birth control, but my parents was not about to say yes to that because good old brown girl in the house, right? Okay, so there's that. And so it was very much the trial and error of skincare, right? And proactive was the fucking name in the game. And I don't know about you proactive with me worked for a little bit and then stopped working. Cause it's like, again, your face kind of builds an immunity, blah, 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 blah. I swear I'm getting to the point. You just got to fucking hear me out. But again, we begin to buy and look into every single thing in the game. Why? Cause we feel that pressure of wanting to look a specific way and feel a specific way. And I remember being in that space and being like, if I had clear skin, then I would look and feel beautiful. But there was a lot of work that had to be done to embrace where I was. Some of the things that I couldn't control And recognize that I was still beautiful regardless. Did I learn all of these lessons up front? No. Was I still secretly putting on makeup that my mom would then find out and get mad at me for? Yes. And was my dad picking me up from school and I was hauling ass to go wash my face before my mom came home? Yes. And then my face was still kind of like cold and wet from the water when I would kiss her hello and she'd be like you just washed your face (gasps) yes but again I wasn't ready to identify and embrace like the underlying issue and the underlying issue was my skin my hormones And so it reminded me again last night where I was like, I want like really dewy, glowy skin. But again, the underlying issue is how is my skin? Is it dry? Okay. Am I drinking enough water? No. That's a habit that's on me. A product can only do so much. But you got to give it a good canvas to work with. And it's the same thing with you. You can use or do something to work so much. But there has to be something in place to already support it. Um, so that was my skin example but now what about your bodies? And I am pro body, whatever you want, whatever you want. If it's going to make you feel good, awesome. And you're not afraid. Cool. Listen, sometimes I tell myself that I want a, um, a boob lift just cause like I, I breastfed Charlie and we're just not as popping as we used to be. And I'm just going to be super transparent about that. But then I look at the work and the healing process and I'm like, ooh, no, that's maschinga. No, thank you. And then I think to myself like, okay, like there's things that I can do working out wise that might not give me the same results as that, but I'm cool with like not doing specific things. Like I don't want to be in pain. And my same thing goes to the women who like, they want to do lipo or they want a BBL or like certain things like that power to you. But if we go that route, are your habits already in place to support that? Because again, remember the product will do something for you. So the action of it will do something for you. But do you already have something in place to support it? So are you already eating right? And are you already exercising to do the upkeep of the work that you want to do? So again, like my skin example, I want to have glowy, dewy skin. My skin is pretty clear for the most part, unless I'm like on my days, but okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, but am I, is my skin dry? Yeah. Am I drinking enough water? No. Is that habit in place yet? Uh Uh-uh. So my products are only going to go as far as I'm letting it take me. But again, even when we obtain the results that we want, we continue to move the finish line away. Instead of really simmering in that space of like, wow, I did a lot of work already, like with my skin over time. These results can happen later. Wow. I'm already really proud of the things that I've done on my weight loss journey. These are, these are things that can support it, or these are things that are going to move it in the right direction, etc. But again, a big question is, are you addressing the underlying issue? When you're hard on yourself, when you're beating yourself up, that you don't look a certain way, that you don't feel a specific way, what is the underlying issue? Is it because you're not even moving towards it? You're not making progress. You don't like a specific thing. You don't love yourself in this specific way. And again, I I just want you to be super transparent, especially when it comes to the beauty stuff or like with the achievement stuff, because those are the areas where we like to really be mean to ourselves. I'm telling you guys, like I I wasn't even expecting to drop this podcast episode until last night. That Sephora bag really triggered a lot of memories for me. That Sephora bag reminded me, oh yeah, I had to stop consuming milk in high school. That Sephora bag reminded me that I used to feel really self-conscious and really terrible about taking pictures or you know, trying to cover all of my blemishes and acne and all the other crap. Yeah, I remember that. I also remember the dozens and dozens of skincare things that I would try and, and the, the soaps from Mexico that my mom swore would like help and all the topicals and the dermatologists. And now that I think about it, all the times that I tried specific things from the dermatologist's office that I swore burned the shit off my face. And granted, yes, we need the help. And so that's why, again, cool, I went to the dermatologist. I asked for help. Um, When it comes to the gym, I went to Anita because I'm not that knowledgeable and I needed to learn how to work my body in specific ways. It's okay to ask for help. But again, it's really important to address the underlying issue of it all. And also when you make progress to not move the finish line away from yourself instead to celebrate every single step of the way and being gentle and kind when you do need to reinforce other places yo you gotta drink water yo you gotta exercise yo you gotta make sure you're doing your skin routine at night gotta make sure you're moisturizing using the spf Having a real concern over the way you take care of yourself. And not just acting on the if blank and when blank, then I'll be happy. No. No. You can be so much happier right now when you learn to embrace all of it. And when you learn to identify and really dive in to the underlying issue. Because it's important. Or else you are going to be if and winning yourself to death or you are just going to be running around with like a like a chicken with their head caught off just trying to think like is it this is it this is it this is it this, is it this? no and a lot of times we know what the underlying issue is but we like pretend that we don't nos hacemos we're like uh, we pretend we don't know but we really do know we be knowing And so again, that's why I literally love this podcast. That's why I literally love the work I do. Because I help people figure out and work on that in underlying issue. Because a lot of times it boils down to the fact that we don't trust ourselves. A lot of times it boils down that we don't love ourselves. A lot of times it boils down to the fact that we don't think we're worthy of very much. And that's the honest truth. But we disguise it in all of these other areas. We use our if and when statements. We move the finish line. We throw it into beauty or body or um, professional stature or um, the occupation we have or how successful our business is. All of these different things. But the underlying issue is not thinking we're worthy enough. Not thinking we're beautiful. Thinking that we are just like terrible, horrible, bad for failures and mistakes in the past. But you're really fucking good. And you are worthy. And you do deserve it and you are beautiful, and you do know what you're doing, and you are the best, and you are the expert, and you can do the things. So don't blame it on anything else. It's time to do the self-work. And again, it's time to do a lot of embracing of our thoughts and what they're trying to tell us and what it actually means so again this is literally the last call for toda madre because we get started tomorrow but also I have spots available for my one-to-one coaching so if you ready let's get going I really hope that you needed to hear this. Have a fabulous Monday. Bye, y'all.